there folks, my name's Neverwing24 and welcome to another grumpy episode of your favourite cantankerous simmers, the three grumpy simmers. So we are back for a possibly more positive episode, or at least perhaps less grumpy episode, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the episode turns out. It's um, always a bit of an interesting uh, thing that pans out through these. Uh, though I must admit, we were not as technically challenged this week, uh, this month, as we have been in the past, so that's always a good start. Mm -hmm. I may have just jinxed us, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, of course, oh before boy. we get into our topic this week, I am joined by my two other fellow grumpy simmers. Of course, I am joined by Sergio from helisimmer.com. Hey, guys. And of course, I am joined by the purple hat wearing uh, Tomcat aficionado Belgio. I'm going to need Alfred Hitchcock over in my neighborhood. Those damn birds outside are freaking killing me. <laughs> it's 5.20 in the morning and these guys won't shut up. See, you know, I hate spring. You, you I always, hate spring. You, you, could, you could always get out on a bike, go for a beautiful morning ride as the sun comes up. The sun's not even up. The sun knows better than to be up at this time. What the hell am I doing up? <laughs> oh, okay, so my it's just God. Me that's crazy to do that. Okay, anyway. Um, yeah. All right. So <laughs> we've got a, a a topic of kind of interest at the moment. So over the last... Um, it's actually very interesting for, for the three of us who've been around the simulation genre for, for quite a significant number of years for all three of us. Um, to see the significant technology pivot that has happened in probably only, and I would dare say probably only the last four years. Um, and of course, the technology that of course I'm talking talking about is virtual reality. Now, virtual reality, not that long ago, was something that was in the realm of science fiction. You would see it in a science fiction movie, you know, 50 years from now or something would happen. And yet very much now, it is an everyday part of our lives. Everything from the Oculus Rift and then the HTC Vive through to augmented reality and using things like augmented reality games like, heaven forbid, that thing called creating, you know, doing small creatures into tiny balls, um, as well as doing other various, you know, activities and, and the pathways it has for learning, which, of course, is something that, for me, is very near and dear to my heart. So as more and more of the community has accepted VR and VR has become more <coughs> mainstream, it's been a... It's a thing of note to see developers of the platforms, our major platforms, both X-Plane 11 uh, and Prepared, being able to uh, modify their platforms for VR. But of course, we've got the one that's designed essentially for VR from the ground up, which is, of course, Aerofly FS2. Along with these platform changes and the platform improvements, of course, comes the, the requirement for many people who want to actually know is, is there hardware that they have right now going to support this amazing new technology or are they going to need to upgrade it? And of course, that's what we want to sort of focus on on this episode today because we have got two very, you know, these, these two gentlemen above me are great experts and have been using VR for a number of years now, whereas I myself have been a bit more of a... I don't know, a bit more of a stick in the mud. Um, I'm still sticking with my uh, more traditional track IR at the moment. Um, although I have used mixed reality as part of uh, part of my everyday, my my actual work. 
So we want to bring this to this episode to you all because it is something I think I know Drew you've mentioned this uh, quite a lot of the times that we see you know these questions being asked about is our hardware going to come across it mm-hmm. so we're going to have a look at this from both a software development perspective and of course from a hardware perspective so we can go through see where the capabilities are and where we can actually go and some of the best advice that these two experts can give us all so um, speaking of we're going to throw to our sort of resident software engineer in the in the group here uh, I'm going to throw to you Sergio because I did allude to the fact that we have, um, yeah, we, we've got we of the, the three sort of platforms out there at the moment. Um, two of them are very, very much have embraced VR, um, where we have. Well, okay, sorry, four. Yes, I keep. Yes, okay, Digital Combat Simulator, DCS World. Yes, is sorry, it <laughs> has embraced. Uh, it has embraced VR very much so, but the two main ones that have embraced VR, of course, are X-Plane 11 and Aerofly FS2. And I know that you've been wanting to sort of note, you've noted some engineering and software programming uniqueness to those two platforms. Yeah, um, it's called Vulcan with a K, guys. It's not Vulcan with a C, it's wait, Vulcan wait. with a K. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was common, man. Come yeah. on. Man. Yeah. I'm not even yeah. tracking into that. Anyway. <laughs> Actually, I, and, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I remember, I think it was probably about two or three, I think it was about three years ago, you sent me a demo of the Vulcan API. Um, and that thing just looked yeah. crazy. And, and now we're <laughs> It's still yeah. crazy. It hasn't it's changed. Crazy. It's just that people are starting to understand it a little bit better now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Well, and um, what's Vulkan? Vulkan is basically an API that um, um, allows allows software like uh, such as uh, Xplane and uh, Airfly FS2 and anything that needs graphical interfaces to, well, speak with the graphics card or with the graphics card drivers. Um, this this is this is kind of like OpenGL, which everybody has heard about for for many years. Um, it's it's a it's a, a new API developed by a consortium of companies, a lot of them which are behind OpenGL, and um, what they are trying to do with Vulkan is to allow the new generation of uh, hardware, which has been evolving for the past years, to actually um, use their full potential in. Uh, any applications that requires graphics, and in this case, games or oh no, I'm, I said games. I'm sorry, flight simulators. They, they, okay, I'm, I'm going to interject by saying roll it back a sec. Roll it back a Games. I feel the yeah, comments coming already, but they're games. Moving on. Anyway, well, moving on. Let's put, let's let's put it this way. Hold and on a sec. Now roll it roll it back <laughs> just a second. Let's. Let's pretend uh, that our just... audience is not as technically inclined as, say, the three of us. Can you please define the following words for our audience, or acronyms of the case maybe? API. Mm. What is an API? And yeah, what is... is OpenGL? And why should they know it? And why should they know well, it? A... Yeah. Well, API, it's an application programming interface. Um, what what it what it means is that it's a piece of software um, it, to which other pieces of to- software can connect and either interact solely with what the API does. It can be an API, for example, for a program that um, <clears throat> performs credit card transactions, for example. Or in this case, this is something that communicates with the game engine 
and with your graphics card. So it's it's kind of like the middleman between your graphics card and the game engine or simulator engine or mm-hmm. any other engine, and tells your graphics card to behave on a certain in a certain way. Okay, OpenGL it's it's the same thing. It's an API. It's a very old API. It does it its its work. But the thing is, it's a ver- since it's a very old API, and um, it has a lot of legacy stuff inside it. It's not um, very fast. It's not very performant right now. Okay, and um, it's not like you should know about this because, let's be honest. M- most of the guys don't even know what's behind the scenes, and they, they still use mm-hmm. their games or their sims. Um, but what's important for this conversation and for the development of the technology is to understand that OpenGL is old. OpenGL is, you know, something legacy, and Vulkan promises to f- to fix and improve on a lot of different things that OpenGL is not able to right now. For example, Vulkan will allow you to use um, multi-core, your multi-core CPUs to actually aid your graphics card doing its work. So, in a, in a, yeah, so in theory, the I more CPUs are... Con- 12 cores of my damn CPU. I know. Actually Shocking, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. Here's the thing. A lot of the guys nowadays, you know, get a great CPU, great, get a great graphics card, boot up X-Plane or DCS or whatever, and if you, they go to task manager and see the graphics on their um, um, CPU usage and GPU usage, you see, yeah, on older GPUs, you can max out the GPU and the CPU will be very comfortable. But if you have a very high-end uh, graphics card and CPU, you'll probably tend to notice that both the CPU and the GPU are very lazy in the fact that you are not using the full potential of any of those. The CPU, it's probably using like 30, 40% of its power, and the GPU sometimes is using less than 50% on some, in some cases. I've seen some cases in which, you know, the graphics card is just, you know, taking a walk on the beach, you know, very comfortable and very, you know, just relaxing and chilling it's, out. It's, it's <laughs> like at the swim-up bar when it should be out. Right. Like, you know, yeah, walking, yeah. Right. Yeah, and the thing is, with Vulkan, since Vulkan uses uh, uses the multi, the, all the, well, yeah, all this, the cores in the in the CPU, two things are going to happen. Your CPU is going to be more loaded with stuff, and um, since it will be more loaded with stuff, it will be able to communicate with your GPU and send more stuff for to do the GPU for it to actually you know mm. work magic. What may happen? is that if you have a very powerful CPU, let's say, for example, if you have a 12-core CPU, you might be get to a point in which your GPU is stressed out, working 100% all the time, but your CPU is kind of chilling out and not actually using all the 12 CPUs, or it's using the, all the 12 CPUs, but at, at a lower, at a lower um, threshold. You know, this brings new bottlenecks to to do to the equation, but the thing is, this is not actually a bad thing because it adds new bottlenecks to the equation, but at a very much higher threshold, we have a lot more uh, a lot more performance, and you will use more performance from your CPUs and, and GPUs. Mm-hmm. That I that's know, the thing. I know from my limited understanding is that one of the challenges that we always have had faced, especially in in 
the the, the flight simulation genre um mm-hmm. even pre uh pre vr days is that we always had this disconnect between um cpu capabilities and graphics card capabilities and and there was yep. this, this challenge where uh up until very very recently essentially if unless it was it, it was your single core your core zero that was that that controlled your flight sims performance rightly or wrongly yep. that's what controlled it didn't matter how good a graphics card you had how much ram you had um how many cores you had it was core zero if that sucked or if that got maxed out then that was a pain for everything and we've seen that this slowly evolve and it sounds like the, the Vulcan API is definitely working and leveraging on that because some of the early VRs also suffer from a lot of graphical stutters. So it sounds mm-hmm. like it's being able to leverage off that greater spreading that, that requirement across a greater number of uh, resources to maximize the use of resources and make it a more effective technology. So hmm. it is, it is, but it's not a, but it's not a silver bullet. Okay. Now here's the thing. Uh, let, let me just um, <coughs> make up here a second. I did some testing. I think, I think uh, the, this was the test that I sent you, Tristan. I did some testing with the Vulcan API. The Vulcan API is out there, and there are uh, there are uh, graphic drivers that use the Vulcan API. Um, as far as I remember, yeah, the the, the, the newest generation of drivers for for NVIDIA or for D already come with Vulcan drivers. Now, this doesn't mean that you are using Vulkan or your on your games or your sims because the game or the sim has to support Vulkan. Okay. Right. Uh, right. An example is for example Airfile FS2. You can actually go to settings and turn the Vulkan API on. Laminar Research is working for some time on adding Vulkan to Explain. And it said that it's coming uh, in this situation of, of Explain. This situation meaning the, this major version of Explain. So eleven basically yeah, instead of yeah, twelve. Yeah, yeah. We're, you know, we wouldn't have to wait until the Explain twelve I, for I'm us gonna, to be able I'm just to use it. Interrupt you, Sergio, and say for anybody who just picked that up, we know nothing about if or when Explain twelve will come out. So please don't ask. No one knows. Mm. No one knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one. I'm knows. just going to tell you the same thing I always say. <laughs> Yeah, no one knows. And the fact is, not even laminar research knows about it. Okay, so yeah, don't ask us. And yeah, I think Drew is right. Two more. Uh, so um, mm-hmm. back to the demo thing. I I tried the demo some time ago, um, which used OpenGL and Vulkan. And um, now let let me do uh, this huge disclaimer. The numbers that I'm going to tell you about right now are not the numbers that you're going to have on your sim. Okay. Let me just repeat that. The numbers I'm going to talk right now about are not the numbers you're going to have in the sim. Okay? Can you just put not the numbers yeah. in the... Yeah. These are not the numbers yeah, you're looking for. Yes, yes. <laughs> Can you please do that? Thank you, thank you. Okay, so <laughs> I read the test and the test was very simple. It was just a bunch of fish, you know, swimming around in the ocean. And I was I was able to uh, place hundreds and hundreds of thousands of fish you know, swimming around, and I had on some occasions over 100% more performance in Vulcan than I had in in OpenGL. Now again, this is not going to happen in your sim or your game. Okay, it's not going to happen. Um, if you if you ask me. What's the performance increase that we should expect for in a game or a sim? I don't know. 
Um, if you ask climate research about it and they're working on it, they don't know. They actually don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Ben, ben Suplik has, has, has talked about this several times and they are internal testing. They are actually, oh, I'm sorry, and they are actually working on um, on replacing the API. They're not just plugging the APIs, you know, they're not just making layers and now we have explaining, we have OpenGL and then we just put another plug here for Vulkan. They are actually mm -hmm. doing it the right way. That's why it's taking them so, so long to do it. And Bennett has told us several times he has no idea what the performance increase will be. I was with Marty Arendt a couple of months ago, maybe a bit more, in Madrid, and um, I had to ask him. I told him, Marty, I know you don't know anything about it. You guys are very transparent regarding what you are doing and regarding development. Bennett already told us about this. Um, but since, you know, some weeks have, have, have gone since Ben posted this, this post, this blog post about Vulcan and, you know, this moment right now in which we are face to face talking about it. Um, how, what's the word on Vulcan? What, what do you guys know about, you know, Vulcan and Ben's progress and, uh, you know, the performance? Because everybody's is, is asking about the performance. I have, I don't know dozens of guys asking me through private messages or emails about, you know, explaining Vulcan. Hmm, and he said on Facebook alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he told me the same. Sergio, I, I, I have no idea. We have no idea. Hmm. Uh, we are doing this because we are doing this because we know it's going to be good. Um, do not expect, this is not his words, his my words now. Do not expect, you know, the first version, the first, the first iteration to be amazing. Because remember, these guys are still learning about the API. Mm -hmm. So they are adding it to the sim. And then at a later stage, I and Vulkan itself will improve it. Um, we, Vulkan started with version 1.0, of course, and it's now in version 1.1. So it's going both the API and both explain are going to evolve. Now, yeah, everything's evolving, yeah. Yeah, having this said, this is not going to be a silver bullet. I see a lot of guys, you know, stressing out, going all crazy because they want Vulcan, they want Vulcan, they want Vulcan. Guys, this is, may actually don't, not do anything at all for you. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Because if, 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 you're, if you have, let's say for Explain, Explain's best example is the one that you were talking about. Um, Aerofly FSUA is using Vulcan for a long time. So, and then, you know, most of the people use Explain anyway. Um, and they're, we're waiting for Explain, which is the next, Seem with uh, with Vulcan embedded. Um, here's the thing: if you if you are already having 60 frames per second, 70 frames per second, 80 frames per second, uh, I, I I'm not going to tell you to expect to double that. I'm not going to tell you to expect 120 frames per second instead of 60. That is not going to happen. That is not feasible. That is not possible. That's not going to happen. Not right now, at least. Not, not to for mention, some time. it's not advisable. Even the developers <laughs> of Explain are saying that on average you should be seeing about 30. Any more than that, and you're basically not and using your computer a, to its full intent. That's, that's been a known flight sim thing is always capping it. The, right. So, and, and, and I take your, your point, Sergio, that it's not a silver bullet, and especially for those who are experiencing you know, with great frame rates, great experiences, it's great. Um, but Vulcan, of course, you know, d does give you improvement on existing hardware, and sort of mm -hmm. for those who may not have the top end hardware, it'll give that improvement. 
Um, mm-hmm. Of course, that's something that's coming. Uh, so, yeah, as you pointed out, Aerofly FS2 users already have it, so people who do want to do a comparison... Makes a difference. Yep. You can switch inside of Aerofly FS2, and I must admit that I personally will always run F- FS2 inside of Vulkan, uh, with Vulkan because it does improve it significantly for me. Personally. It is a major improvement, yeah. But I guess I also want to pick up on, on, on that. So so that's our sort of our future. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and Drew just sort of picked up where I'm sort of heading with this, is that you know, Vulkan is, a, is the future. Um, but yeah, the, the future, in, in a way, the future is here now with, with the fact that, of VR. Um, now, I believe, Sergio, that you, Andrew, are both HTC Vive users, I believe? No. No, 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 no. He's HTC Vive. I am using the Oculus Rift. This is the CV1, which is the current one that's on the market, which, believe it or not, has already been discontinued in favor of the new, uh, what is it called, the Rift S supposedly it's like a newer design or whatnot it's slightly better and i'm on a fence if i do end up getting it it's probably going to be primarily to review it as compared to the original cv1 that's out there but the reason why i pop that up is because one of the major advantages that i think people are going to see once basically all the flight sims have migrated over towards vulcan is in the performance with this thing a lot of you know already that, you know, I am one of the major admins for the VR Aviators group in Facebook. Uh, the link will probably be popping up at some point in time. That's literally one of the number one things that we get asked. What do I need to run VR? And while, you know, all three of us will probably go through and give you all the various hardware that is going to make it better, unless you're planning on only using Aerofly FS2, you're not going to get the optimal experience just yet with VR. And that's not due to the hardware. That's not due to the fact that, you know, we're still waiting for greater resolution or FOV or any of that kind of stuff. It has a lot to do with what Sergio was talking about. The software isn't quite there yet, in particular with X-Plane 11. Until X-Plane 11 has um, Vulcan completely implemented, yeah, you're going to expect to see really low FPS. If you're one of the lucky ones that's able to get higher FPS, more power to you. As soon as you add this thing into the equation, cut your FPS by half, basically. Yeah, and if you start if you start adding a lot of stuff that, you know, um, makes explain pretty, um, you, you, you'll suffer a lot. You'll have a yeah. lot. You, you'll be disappointed. Yeah, you'll be disappointed. I guess I should actually that now that you mentioned that it's a point that probably to to leverage off right there is that um, pretty much every piece of hardware that's that's out at the moment um, for for PCs, whether it be Nvidia or AMD, um, pretty much all of it is VR ready. Um, yeah. As long as you have a, a decent i5 or i7 processor, you will have you know in theory no problems running with VR. So. In many ways, the the biggest roadblock to uh, stepping into VR actually is is the end user yourself. So yourself as the end user, because um, mm-hmm. and, and, I'm specifically going to leverage off uh, of what you just said there of the um, the making it pretty. Um, so you know when you want to you know and and, that, and that's something that rightly or wrongly um, the the the, the flight sim community has been very much known for uh for driving for for, for better textures for for mm-hmm. more immersive experiences yeah. with 
crap tons of AI and, you know, you want to have trees that move, you know, their individual leaves, mm -hmm. you know. I want it so real I can see the neighbor's dog in there. Exactly. Um, but the point is, folks, is that all comes at a cost. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that I think... Uh, now, now don't, don't get me wrong, 64-bit, simulators moving to 64-bit, and I'll probably... Um, Sergio, I might have to throw you to this one for here. That improvement of going from a 32-bit architecture to a 64-bit architecture unlocks a, a memory. Was it a memory cap? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a, a RAM cap. Yeah, memory. You can use with 32-bit software. You can about five gigabytes of memory, and uh, with a 64-bit um, environment, not just the sim. But the environment, because your operating system also has to be 64 bits, there are still 32 bit uh, operating systems out there. Windows still has a 32 bit option. You still need to, you need you need to have a 64 bit environment, and in theory, you have no limits because we're talking about a huge number of memory that can be used. That's the main thing. Yes, it's not. It doesn't make the, the sim prettier. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> a lot of the guys. Yeah, <laughs> and that, and that's, again, that was a big point, and I remember that with the, the whole. There was commentary about that, and this was made, you know, with with both X Plane and with with Flight Sim World, uh, and when prepared, when it eventually went to sixty four mm -hmm. as well, when it was sort of the the late, the, the last one to the party, as it were. Um, that sixty four bit itself doesn't make it prettier, but what it does do is it no. means that you, your your system resources has your your the flight sim. Your simulator has access to more of your computer's resources, so it can start displaying things more. But it will still, it still has a cost. So, it's just something to be aware of, folks, is that as you're making this jump to VR, and as I said, I will happily own the fact that I, I currently do not use VR. Um, I, you should, but you should. I, yeah, I know, but you know, I, I like my three forty-inch monitors and my track IR. What can I say? Um, so. But yeah, I, I but seeing the the two of you both working with your your VR headsets um, and and the content you're producing and is how natural it is. And as I said, I work with VR and, and mixed reality for for work and seeing the the applications. And, and one of the things that we always talk about is you know using simulators for an experience, you know, as real as it gets, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, having that immersive factor is great. But just be aware, folks, that the biggest barrier to you moving into this VR space isn't going to be your CPU. It's not going to be your graphics card because if either of those are less than three years old, I can almost guarantee that you can run it. will work. I can almost guarantee it. Um, your biggest barrier to you moving into VR is yourself. And, and I guess that's, that's something to, to really think about here, folks, is that Think about what is it that you want out of your sim, and I think I remember we've, mm -hmm. we've discussed this at various in various functionalities of this of this show over the dear God, it's almost two years we've been doing this. My God. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So we. <laughs> somebody, somebody hasn't fired me on the internet yet. My God. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. No, well, some 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 guys have tried. <laughs> True. Um. So, folks, just just. Think about what is it that you want out of your uh, out of your simulation experience. Mm -hmm. Because if you yeah. want something that's all about the pretties and the shinies, um, and 
all power to you if that's what you want out of your simulator experience then all power to you believe me uh, you know graphical fidelity is absolutely gorgeous of some of the modules that are coming out these days um and some of the add-ons uh, that we can get from various other you know scenery add-ons and texture add-ons whatever we can get but just bear in mind that those have a significant cost when you move to mm -hmm. um and again returning back to sergio's point of the silver bullet vulcan will not be the silver bullet that will cure that um it will again it'll just like 64 bit it will alleviate it it will give you more space to breathe but eventually you put enough stuff in there you'll slow your sim down yeah it's gonna get to yep yeah that's the thing it's, it's right now the hardware is definitely there though i will say that um there's so many <laughs> options out there right now that people can get that will at least help them get into vr just remember that you know you're gonna want to read up on everything and you know watch all the various youtube videos to figure out how to best optimize it based on the software and the hardware that we have available right now as everything evolves it'll get a heck of a lot easier but like you know for new people coming in if you're thinking about getting like the rift s i actually suggest it as a good starting place because it will give you just straight out of the box everything that you need to make sims like airfly fs2 shine or dcs world or even x-plane given of course what we've been discussing the caveat with x-plane the fact that they're still working on getting to where airfly is right now and so on and even p3d i i will gladly check off p3d they've come a long way version 4.5 in particular has come a long way and and, yep. and just a, probably a caveat just for for folks uh, following along at home. Um, I don't know how many of you are still using. I mean, I feel like sometimes I'm the only one still using Prepared V3. But um, like I do have 4.5 as well, but I, I have V3 installed as well. So V V3 and below are prepared, and FSX do not play well with VR. Um, Fly Inside make a excellent plugin that will. Uh, give you VR in those platforms, but it is Drew. I remember your experience with it was mixed. Yeah, but I think part of the problem that I was having is my hardware was not completely up to snuff at that time. And since I have upgraded, of course, for the most part, Fly Inside has been obsolete. Granted, they have their own sim now, but you know, it's still gaining traction, so I really can't say for sure you know, how their product stacks up with the native capabilities that the programs that they used to interface for now have. VR-wise, I can tell you that VR-wise, it's very good. Yeah? Fine, sir. Yeah, it is, yeah. I, I have a copy. I, I've been helping them with uh, the helicopter. Oh, you mean the actual sim, sim itself? Okay. The actual yeah, sim. The actual the, sim itself. The app. No, I'm actually referring to the actual sim. Um, okay. They're, they're, they're doing a great job. They're actually doing say, a great job. It definitely sounds like it's come a long way from the first initial version that Drew and I mm -hmm. looked at at uh, Flight SimCon years ago now. Um, because it's I'll, not. I'll, I'll, I, I, it... I will be honest. I'll, I'll, when I looked at it, that, I literally went, "There is a lawsuit waiting to happen," and I walked away. Um, but it sounds like it's come uh, a long way, which I'm impressed with. Kinda. Uh, it's pretty much, yeah, you can pretty much look at it and still expect the lawsuits. Um, I know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. But it's, um, you know, they're working on a lot of different stuff right now. And they are not, um, as far as I understood, they are not completely 
happy and not completely done with the way everything looks. So it will um, it will change in the future. They're still developing it. They haven't released it as a final product. So um, I would expect things to change and improve. There are there, there's a lot of room for improvement. It's obviously work in progress. It's obviously mm-hmm. uh, I I I wouldn't even call it um, an alpha version right now. Uh, it's somewhat of an alpha version. It still needs a lot of features to be finished and to be added up to the, the sim. So there's a lot of work to still to be done. But the VR experience is very good, and they are working on it. They are actually actively, actively. Dan is working on it like crazy. And well, we there can are probably updates. ask him. We can probably yeah. ask him in less than a month because I can almost guarantee you he'll be at Flight Sim Expo. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, folks. Well, that's around. Let me. Let me uh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, Tristan. I just wanted to add something um, to the fact that we were talking about hardware and VR. I just want to tell a bit of my experience um, in terms of the hardware I use. That's the thing, you know, because we are going to have folks asking us what are which hardware are you using, mm-hmm. and um, more than Drew, which has a very nice setup. Uh, my setup is not as good as his. I'm still using an, an, an NVIDIA 1060. Okay, the GTX at 1060, not even the TI. Um, a core i7-7700, not the K1, not the unlocked one. So I have nothing overclocked. It's all stock. And um, I can still have a good experience or a decent experience with VR. Um, it's a bit harder for me in DCS as soon as I start adding more units. Um, but you know, I'm one of those uh, mm-hmm. guys. I'm one of those heretic guys that use DCS for um, civilian use. I just you know grab the MI8 hey. or the UN fly around. You know, I, yeah. I, actually, actually, it happens. I would love to see. I would love to see proper the sling loading and firefighting missions in DCS for the Huey and the MI8. I think that would be cool. You 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 have sling loading. You have very good sling. Inside, I physics were improved in a couple of updates ago. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah see, like, it was. Like, firefighting and like so we I'm, need firefighting. Yeah, <laughs> that we. That's really yeah. I'm just, I'm just picturing like you know I I've just got this idea and Baltic Dragon. If you want, you can hit me up for royalties on this if you want. But I just had this idea of like a, a mission off um off Dubai. We have like a an oil tanker is like collides with like a pleasure yacht or something, and you've got to go. You know, part of the mission is you've got to go rescue some sultan off the uh, pleasure yacht, and another one is you've got to like use a mm. a, uh, a 412 to actually, or the Huey to actually sort of you know dump uh, uh, firefighting <laughs> you know foam on top of this tanker. So you know, Baltic Dragon, hey, if you want to create that, happy to you know. Oh my! God. Yeah, that would be cool. That is that cool. a part of <laughs> Raven One story? Because if it's a part of the Raven One story, then it's probably going to be coming because that's what Baltic Dragon's working on right now. <laughs> um, well, I might just pick up on that actually as, as we round out. Good point there. So, and I guess that that shows that Sergio, you know, Sergio has you know just your stock entry level hardware, not yeah. even stuff that's custom for flight sim. Right. Um, whereas Drew, I know your hardware is a bit more custom for flight sims. You're a bit more beefy that you've updated to since moving. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the K series, uh, the i7. Uh, mine is actually a hex core because honestly, I don't think I need much more than the hex core. It's more the speed, the actual uh, megahertz of your processor than the number of cores that it has that's going to determine how quickly or how efficiently VR and stuff like that will work. Um, so as fast as you can get it is always good. 
Uh, as far as RAM, I've got 32 gigs RAM in there right now. And I want to say it's a uh, 3200, what is it, megahertz, something like that. Um, that right now is pretty much the industry standard. If you're going to get something, make sure you're getting like 16 to 32. At the yeah. bare minimum, 16 if you're planning on doing stuff like DCS. Because DCS, just like Sergio was saying, as soon as you start adding units, it will eat your RAM for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and come back for midnight snack. <laughs> <laughs> Graphics card. Yeah, what Sergio had, the <laughs> NVIDIA 1060, I would say that's pretty much the baseline. Anything higher than that. And for those of you guys that are immediately thinking, well, what about the 2070 or the 28? Listen to me. If it's higher than 1060, numerically speaking, it's going to work, especially the 20 series. They're going to work for VR a hell of a lot better. I'd roll that down to the 1050 series. The 1050 series was designed from the ground up for VR. So I'd say the 1050 Yeah, it's borderline. Yeah, it's it will work. It will definitely work. I'll give you that. It's just not going to be as pleasant an experience as, say, getting yeah. a 1080 or a 2070 or no. something like that. I, I, if you're I, I, a Radeon guy like I am... You want either the RX 480 and up. That's what I currently have right now, but I'm actually looking on getting the uh, Radeon 7, which is 16 gigs of RAM on board. That, honestly, is what everybody should be shooting for, is between 8 and 16 gigs of RAM on your graphics card, because especially once we get uh, the capabilities that Vulkan has to offer, we are going to need it. And that's a, yeah. that's a big point about... Um... I think a lot of people make a mistake sometimes, and 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 I'll own when I first started tinkering with PC hardware, I did this as well. Is you you buy for what you have now, you buy for what you want now, buy future proof yourself. Uh, buy something. It might be a bit more. You know, if if you have the resources to do it, think about if you can. Yeah, what's coming because that's what you want to be gearing for. So for me, for myself, for example, although I don't use VR at the moment, um, my application, my usage is a bit more distributed. Um, so I run a 12 core, um, but I run uh, the uh, the K series. So I run it's, it's overclocked. Um, it, nominally, it starts at 2.9. I've overclocked mine to 4.6, um, and I'm running 12 cores, and I distribute them through various for various purposes that I have. Uh, and then I'm running dual 1080s. Um, but for me, I have reasons for that because for various other work that I do beyond flight simulation. So. It's about, and I bought those when they first came out. I spent a lot of money, but it's going to serve me well long into the future. So, mm -hmm. uh, so for everyone, and like all bits really of technology, prices are going to come down over time. So, you know, that's something to think of as well. There's always deals. If you can find something really good at a really good price, get it. Don't sit on the fence talking about, well, you know, wait for the next gen. No, get it now. If you wait for the next gen, you will never buy anything. Exactly. Yeah, because you'll be always waiting for the next gen. <laughs> That's and, the thing. Because yeah. these cards and CPUs are evolving so quickly at the moment, um, and have been for the last couple of years, that literally if you <coughs> wait a month, you've got something that's already out and better. Um, so yeah, it's a few options yeah. for you, a few things to think about. So we hope that we've given you some food for thought, folks. Uh, so thanks very much for joining us on the three not-so-grumpy simmers on uh, on this episode. It's been great with you. Um, this, I believe, will probably be our last episode before these two gentlemen above me get to uh, share a beer uh, together uh, or get to share a drink together over at uh, FS Expo in Orlando. I am mucho jealous uh, of both of you, unfortunately. Uh, 
Uh, I was <laughs> not able to get over there this year. It was it, it was a close run thing, but unfortunately I was not able to get there this year. So uh, I wish you both, gentlemen, both the best of luck, folks. Don't forget to look up for look for both of these two um, during the FS Expo if you are going. If you haven't secured ticket yet, I'll pop the link into the show for the, uh, mm-hmm. the website for their in the description <coughs> below. Highly recommend the show. I've known uh, the team that's uh, behind FS Expo for many many years. It's a great expo, great opportunity for everybody. So really looking forward to uh, hopefully one day getting there myself, but otherwise living vicariously through these two gentlemen. So uh, And don't forget to look for Drew's um, Vox Populi uh, discussions that he loves to have with everybody. So uh, make sure you're there for that. And of course, Sergio, I believe you are actually presenting uh, a seminar mm-hmm. while you are there. Yeah! Oh boy, yeah! (laughs) There's a public supermarket down the street from the hotel. If you all want, I can get you two-for-one discounts on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) We can introduce him to my friend, Florida Man. Yes, well, I love... You just... Yep. He knows how to cheer a guy up, you know. He's just there to support me. Yeah, you're gonna have fun, man. You're gonna have fun. Yeah, I will show be, you everything. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, but I, I'm going to do a presentation. Yeah, um, about imagine um, that helicopters <laughs> and also actually it's not about helicopters. It's a uh, you know I would say it's um, something to help you start using helicopters in the flight simulator. I'll talk about hardware, a bit about hardware, about software, what to choose, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. To tell a bit about about my story, um, and give you give the, the people there some hints and some tips about how to start using them. Not so much about you know mm. what controllers do what and what controllers don't do what, but more about how to actually um, get inside helicopter flight simulation with the stuff you already have. And let me tell you, I am really glad you're coming because traditionally, when I go to these things. Every single rotor head seeks me out. They see the hat and they're like, <laughs> he flies helicopters. Now I can go, that's the guy right there. Leave the hell alone. I'll be at the bar. <laughs> Alright folks, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Uh, don't forget, as I said, look for these two uh, grumpy simmers at uh, Flight Sim Expo. Uh, folks, it's been a great to have you on board this episode. Look forward to seeing you next time. Don't forget, as well, so uh, finally to round out, thank you very much to Sergio from Helisimmer.com. Thank you guys, see you. And thank you very much to my colleague and fellow Tomcat aficionado, Drew Belgiode. Alrighty, folks. See you in Orlando. If you're not coming to Orlando, I will see you online. We will live stream it. Ciao. So don't forget, folks, to head over to helisimmer.com and also to helisimmer.com's uh, YouTube channel as well. And uh, check out some awesome videos from my friend Belgiode and his channel as well. And while you're there, while you're here as well, don't forget to uh, give my channel a bit of a like and have a view as well. And don't forget, as always, folks, to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you're enjoying these videos and want to see more. And of course, as always, you can catch up with all of us on our various Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts when you're in between. All right, folks, thanks very much for joining the Three Grumpy Simmers. We'll catch you next time. Bye for now.